0: Pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is John Middlecoff from Three and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Stay on your A game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper than ever before. So, why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The Volume. What up, y'all? It's t from Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Now, we're a college football show, but... I'm a massive NBA fan. Now, I'm a Pelicans fan, which could be a trying existence at the times. And well, the news about Zion's been no fun lately, but whatever. I love the NBA, right? And if you love the NBA, there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. But why, T Bob? Well, The app is safe, secure, it's easy to use. Uh, FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and, you know, stuff going on all the time. Uh, When you win, very importantly, you get paid fast. And FanDuel has lots of ways to play, okay? Spread, money line, over, unders, totals, player props, individual same-game parlays, multi-game parlays. It's all there with the live betting. It doesn't matter if you're running up late, you got to your party late, you're hanging out with the fellas, the girl fellas, whatever the point is live betting I mean you can jump right in you can bet with your friends and you too can be cheered for these same things so what are you waiting for okay download the FanDuel app today and let's start to make every moment more with FanDuel promo code snaps Yo, what up, everyone? Welcome into a brand new episode of Snaps, February fifteenth, day after Valentine's Day. T. Bob, Bear, and Aaron Murray here with you on your new favorite daily college football podcast. Uh, shout out Fanduel, the volume, everybody else for having us here. We'll get into that, Aaron. What's up, brother? Hey, how was uh, how was Valentine's Day? Talk for a second as I uh, tweet out the link to the show.
2: Oh, that a boy. Uh, valentine's day was good did not know valentine's day turned into halloween 2.0 for the kids uh maddox came home with so much damn candy that it felt like halloween all over again which i'm not happy about
3: i thought you guys were I- gonna make a costume joke and i was about to say when a man and a woman love each other
2: <laughs> what? No. no,
3: no,
1: no. there you go buddy
3: what
2: i'm not I'm lost there on that one what but uh, I've been like sugar free for a month. And then last night I'm going through Maddox's mm. bag of candy, eating all of his candy. So I felt like a, a bad dad and also fat ass last night, but, um, yeah, that's what we so. Where we're at Okay, so congratulations
1: on not giving in to your... Sh- or no, you did. Eat oh, I gave. Gi- oh,
2: I gave in. Oh, I gave in. Oh, okay, oh, so you
1: yeah, did oh, give in oh, to your yeah. terrible sugar yes, addiction. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I mean, that's a terrible sugar addiction. You haven't eaten sugar for a month. I would say you're doing quite well. Wait, so okay, because nothing's funnier than when somebody has to explain the joke. But I-, I was sitting here having to tweet out this link, right? And so I don't want to. Um, I, I I want to go back 30 seconds. What happened? What did you set up? What joke did Brum just make that clearly did not land? Let's get in to the, to the actual uh, I, mechanics of this. What did you set up your story with about eating your son's candy like uh, like a
2: bad dad? What? I think we need to bring Brum into this one. Brum so what happened was, while,
3: while yes, we're yes. totally derailing the show to get started, is he said, <laughs> I didn't realize Valentine's Day was Halloween 2.0. I made a oh. cosplay joke
1: yeah okay I know that's a good joke Aaron. he was just yeah, saying, yeah you know, thank you he was you. saying that he thought you were setting up to say that you and Cher dressed up and banged each other um which well, also to like be a lot too. of fun.
2: yeah but, but, not just, but, but not in costume but no, not in costume unfortunately no yeah, no, no Yeah. Exactly. No, 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 no just exactly yeah just just pure two naked bodies yeah that's cool man
1: right on yeah. all right so now that we've done that let's dive into a college football show hell yeah hey i too had sex with my wife last night not to brag <laughs> shout out valentine's day um uh, i did not actually eat my kids candy though i only had one hershey kiss uh so for whatever that's worth uh, cody Brune in the chat says the big team i think insulted me yesterday when he called me uh notre dame fan if i did cody um I apologize. We only know one Notre Dame fan, and it's mm. uh, a member of Team Stamps, Paul Farrington, a.k.a. Polly Walnuts. And as we'll talk about today, he's a sad little broke boy, just like the team that he cheers for. Uh, but first, I want to talk a little UGA. Um, okay. Uh, oh, God, what buttons did I even just press? Just tweet it out. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just tweeting it. Whatever. I, I don't even know. I just entered some sort of matrix code in my computer. I want to talk a little UGA. As uh, Bill Connolly, SP Plus, had a great article where he was looking at kind of the floors and the ceilings and trying to project forward into this next football season. And I love a line that Con- Connolly had in there because it kind of justifies using the SP Plus for, S- for offseason talk where he's like, you know, this offseason could be so long from the end of the last game to week zero. We're talking about seven and a half months, right? And within that, we love talking about college football, so we continue to do so. And you can run so wild with takes. And it's like how he put it, like, the first pass that is incomplete or the first pick thrown, the first bad pick thrown at Alabama spring practice. Well, guess what? Alabama sucks. There's too much change to overcome. They're going to be awful. And then by August, you'll have talked your way into, you know what? Alabama's actually loaded. They're clearly the best team in the country, and they're going to go undefeated and win national championship. So Bill's point is kind of, look, in the – when you're dealing with this much unknown, what can we actually fall back on to try to project forward? And now that transfer portals are done, signing days are done, um, you can look at the data, right? Look at things like returning production, look at how guys that are transferring in, how they produce, and you can kind of use that data to try and figure out, okay, what should we maybe expect realistically for a team to be able to do. And there's some really fascinating insights to be garnered. Now, I will say, as we start this conversation, he did um, he did lay out some parameters on this. Like, uh, for instance, he only took the top, I want to say it was the top, uh, he, he took out, like, the top 10% on either side of the projections, right? So, like, Nebraska has a 0.02% Percent chance of going undefeated in the S&P Plus, that's not going to count. It's only like, what was your floor and ceiling between 10% of the predictions and 90%? And so we'll get into it. Uh, No surprise here, Aaron Murray. The Georgia Bulldogs ranked number one in this Mm. equation as uh, their ceiling is, again, undefeated. Their floor, according to, again, statistical data-driven models is not opinion. According to the Robits, uh, their floor is 9-3. and And then this is Shocking number in comparison to the rest of the people on this list, Aaron. Georgia with a 63% chance of going 11 and 1 or better. Uh, I was mm. shocked that Connolly did not bring up Georgia's easy schedule in his write up about how Georgia got here. But really, the only question facing them, Aaron, is who will play quarterback and can Mike Bobo and that quarterback have some of the same production that. Uh, you know, that, that that Stetson Bennett and Todd Munkett had.
2: Yeah, but I would say, like, if you want to do, like, percentages of, of you know, where Georgia is per game, I mean, they're going to be, I think, the lowest percentage chance of winning, I believe, is around 60, 65%. That's the game versus Tennessee. Every other game is, like, 85 to, like, 98% chance they're going to win that. And at that 11-game, you know, statistic you just brought up is really it's the Tennessee game. That's it. Like, Georgia is going to play a one-game season. It's can you – Stay healthy enough to to make it to the second to last game of the season. By then, you would hope whoever's the quarterback at that point has ten games as a starter, builds the uh, confidence, builds the chemistry, and is ready to go into Neyland Stadium and take care of business. And then, you know, I talked about it yesterday. Georgia's defense versus Tennessee in this offense for the past two years has absolutely dominated. They got they got the answers. Kirby has the answers to the test. He's been fine. Uh, Just to be honest, though. Uh, and if, I would love for someone to help me out in the chat on this one. I have not been able to read the article because I can't get into my ESPN Plus. And it's very how, how about that, boys?
1: How, how about that? I'm voice? literally have... so I'm on
2: ESPN right now. I am I am I'm on the page. It says, "Welcome, Aaron. Manage my ESPN Plus subscription." So I click on it. It says, "You have paid your ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents a year back in January 18th. Your next payment is January eighteenth of twenty twenty four. So I'm like, okay, oh, good. Right. I've done pa- I've paid. I've paid. I have paid. You paid my. But here's damn. the other thing: you
1: work for ESPN. I can't when get to it you were on ESPN. I thought you literally meant like you were on no. ESPN earlier because that's realistic. You called games on ESPN and you pay for ESPN plus.
2: I am paying for. I have paid for ESPN plus, <laughs> but it will not let me read any of I, the articles I, I, I don't know what i'm doing wrong here it's i love
1: i love brum's <laughs> passive-aggressive chat question here is aaron figuring out espn plus good podcasting <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes this is the intriguing content that people come to snaps for hearing about i do not know aaron- aaron at aaron even though he runs like nft companies and is 30 years old and young and bureau has an 80 year old's misunderstanding of technology and login give good takes on everything hey hey, he watches the film okay he watches the film film. um Well, look, I'm very sorry for you, but but I will do my best to explain kind of the the the, the yeah. main parts here. I can, I can riff off
2: the, of off the topics like you said, Georgia being. Yeah, dyes, look, the percent, only thing,
1: the yes. only thing about George, the only thing is, is it going to be Beck Vandergriff or Stockton, and then you know how does he do? My problem with George is so somebody in the chat said that uh, Mike Bobo's George is going to have better stats this year, and uh, where'd he go? Uh, Christopher Woods, shout out, what up? He said they're going to score more points per game this year, and that's fair. They probably will, but I think a lot of that is a function of an awful schedule. Right now, eventually we can go into does like that really, SEC does that matter, points though? per game.
2: Does that um, matter? Well,
1: I think it will. I uh, think it will matter in the playoff and the championship. I don't,
2: champions think, I don't think Georgia. Fa- I don't think Georgia fans care as long as you are scoring a ton of points.
1: Well, that's where Bobo's in uh, a bit of a impossible situation. Is. I mean, first off, that bar is high even against a bad schedule. I don't know that he'll be able to hit that. I, th- I think he's got a bit of a lucky stroke that he has such bad teams to pad stats against. But he has to live up to a bar that he has just not been proven anytime recent uh recently to be able recent. to do. Yeah. Recent. Re- recent. I said recently. Okay. Aaron, name name, name look, a good offense listen, he's been a part of though. Name a name a good to offense. He's been old a part man. Of. You're getting old too. Okay. 2013, 24, 2013 is 10 years ago now, bro. Okay. God, We're done. Man. We're done. Yeah. The last good offense he had was like 2017. He hadn't done it in like six years. Okay. And injuries and everything else. I get it. I get it. But the, the point is the bars gonna be very high. Now maybe statistically um they're fine but i do wonder conceptually right can he manufacture matchups in the way that monkey did and then most importantly when it comes to the big games will he win like like, will he be yeah. able to win those playoff games csc championships the national championships and i gotta be honest um the schedule for uga is simultaneously its greatest asset uh and its greatest weakness because UGA is going to be untested and undefeated in the regular season, and then they're going to blow it. Uh, maybe they blow it in Atlanta, uh, maybe they blow it in the playoff, maybe they blow it in the national championship, but they're not going to three peat because of the softness uh, produced um, with this awful regular season. And you know what else I was thinking about, Aaron, I, I feel bad for y'all, okay? I feel bad for Georgia fans. Like I truly pity you. Um, because you are going to experience one of the most boring regular seasons that have ever been played on almost any level of football. No, no, on any level of football. Not, I mean, oh, yeah. this is going to be akin to like uh, you know, your local high school power that's won eighteen of the last 21 high school championships. Like, what are you gonna watch every Saturday? Well, what are you even looking forward to over the first month of the season? Like, like what what holds any interest that's for it. you? What's a, yeah exactly which Jeez. none of us are really Ge- going to care about that much Ge- Georgia's
2: nice. home games this year for, for the georgia fans really excited to celebrate a uh a, a repeat national championship football team your yeah. Yeah. first few games this season though, UT though, Mar-in ball state yeah just repeat UT and ball state south carolina uab so a lot of exciting football they we you said it before t like they are alabama now like there is there is do you think alabama fans enjoy going to alabama football games when they win every game by 30 or 40 points at home no i would honestly say the past two years have probably been the most excitement that alabama fans have had in, yep. in 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 a decade because they at least get to watch four quarters of football like i love that like they people always like people get mad at me when i'm like i don't want the national championship to be a blowout i don't want the 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 uh first round of the playoffs or the sc championship game like if i'm going to go to a game as a, first off, a fan of the game of football, I want to sit my butt down, enjoy some good food, some good drinks, and watch four quarters of competitive football. And, and Alabama yeah, fans, I mean, I Nick's, Nick's been pissed off for years because Alabama fans are leaving in the third quarter to go to the bars and get drunk because that's more exciting than watching your backups continue to score on the opposing teams because you're that good and that deep. Like No one wants yeah. to watch a game that's a 40 or 50-point deficit. It's not fun. It's not fun for anyone. It sucks. It really does. So that is where Georgia is because every game on the schedule you look at right now, Georgia is going to win and should win regardless of what the quarterback position looks like or how they perform. They're just that much better. Should win by double digits.
1: Yeah. So like, so if you are a beat writer covering Georgia, if you are a Georgia fan, like, it's going to kind of suck. And, and I yeah. know a lot of you are sitting there and you're hating on me right now. You're, like, you're full of shit, man. Blah, 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 blah. But look at me in the eye. Look at me in the eyes. This fall, mm, let's say late September, right? Maybe somewhere in October. You're going to be sitting there and you're going to realize you're, you're going to be watching the middle of a Georgia third quarter. And you're probably going to be up like seventy-two to zero on Ball State, and you to be like, "Oh my God, you know what? I actually want to go do something else. I want to go play this video game I'm into right now. I've been thinking about needing to mow the lawn. I got these chores. Ooh. I got to run these errands. I got to run." And you're going to be like, "Well, goddamn, T-Bob was right. This is boring. I'm not committing my time to it anymore. Good on you. I'm glad I won." And then you become the Alabama fan that's like, "I'll check back in come playoff time, okay."
2: Watch out, y'all. I see it in your future. Okay. Oh, it's here. It's here. It's here already. We we saw a glimpse of it last year. It's only going to get worse this year uh, with that schedule, which is why SEC fans – are so excited about 2023 <laughs> 2024. Uh, light, dog, me, 2024. 2024. <laughs> light dog uh light dog 1968 says the day i play a
1: video game over watching uga is the day hell freezes over okay light dog we gonna see we're gonna see come this we fall to uh and then b2b says
2: woof woof focus. uh I, how about-
1: I i will say the, I, I will say the oh, one, oh, one oh, i will say
2: ahead. the one saving grace though t bob in this whole situation yeah, ahead, when it comes to georgia and boredom and is the fact that winning a national championship especially in the sec will get significantly harder come 2024 mm-hmm. uj fans better enjoy oh that's fair okay enjoy it while you can like like this is yeah. this it's, it's still early on enough in the dynasty where i do think there's enough excitement for year three that people are on board this is awesome 2024 man and that's gonna be a lot of discussion this entire season like let's not let's be real like this is going to be a really awkward time for everyone it's all going to be it a discussion like, what is college football going to look like in twenty twenty four, and how awesome yeah. is it going to be with twelve team playoff and Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC? Where get it while you can, and that to me, that's that's not saying that this is going to be the last time Georgia ever, ever has a chance to win a championship. It's, like they're still going to be one of the top four teams every year to realistically have a chance to do it. It's just going to be a little bit tougher come next season.
1: To me, it's not about Oklahoma Tech joining, although I feel you like it. That's one more game. You know, it's one more...
2: Well, the schedule changes. Quality. The schedule get harder. Yeah, to yeah. me, well, yeah, Boys you're going to add games. a
1: ninth conference game, right? So, obviously, yeah. yes, you're right. It does get hard in that regard. To me, the biggest thing is just going to be the 12-team playoff because you can yeah. clearly be the better team, but adding extra games is still hard, right? And every extra game you add is one more opportunity to slip up against the best teams in the country. Like, Georgia probably... Um, in a twelve-team playoff, would have rolled through everybody last year, and you know beat them all by twenty uh, or 30 uh, or whatever. Uh, but you no, know, well, I mean, look at the Ohio State game, right? But maybe not. You, you never. That's, that's why you have yeah. to play the game time and time again. Last year, we were proven wrong yeah. about our preconceived notions. Michael Ward, when I accused George of softening because their weak schedule, Michael Ward says Clemson was accused of having a weak schedule, but that didn't stop them from winning the national championship twice. Fair. They had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. I don't know about. Carson Beck or
2: Brock. Bro- JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics: UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, Saint John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to
0: find your kind of tech. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you are an adult age 21 and older, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buck
1: Vandegrift, who sounds so incredibly fratty that yep. giving the new frat house nature of Georgia with Bobo and Kirby and Mustchamp Um, I would not be surprised if Vandergriff ends up winning on uh, name alone and Carson Beck,
2: despite his three years in the
1: program, Aaron, is sent to the bench. Oh, what did you hate Uh, to see it?
2: so, so, So we do have a comment that the playoff is not going to change who wins the national championship. It's only going to change who plays, obviously, with the addition of more teams like I disagree Most- man anytime you anytime you throw a new variable out there more games look at that picture look at those frat boys right there hold on finish you your thought and then we'll get into this picture finish your thought um, and then we'll get into this anytime you add more teams into a situation like I covered I was looking enough I was in the sugar bowl I I covered Alabama in that game and they were they looked like an elite team that could play with anyone that given day the defense was on you know Bryce was on the running game was going the receivers were playing the best they played the entire season like that Alabama could have stood up and played a hell of a game for Georgia and who knows what could have happened. Like you yeah. add another game in, there is always a, an extra chance of you possibly not showing up. Let's remember these are 18 to 22 to nowadays, 23, 24 year old kids, men, young men <laughs> that have off days. And if your off day, is it a day that the other team who has maybe equal equal players? So you do AK Ohio state, there's a chance you may fumble that thing and lose it. So um i disagree i think more teams are going to offer a lot more excitement and a lot more variability to who actually wins a championship
1: yeah it's it's it's, it's going to be great it, it really is um so the picture that you're looking at if you're watching on youtube.com slash the volume is kirby smart and mike bobo from their college days and i will say this uh they're a little bit older than us right i think smart's about 15 years older than me maybe but I'm feeling a little old looking at this picture, Aaron, because these styles feel like my childhood, right? This is not like looking mm. at pictures of your parents from the eighties and seventies. Like this acts like Kirby's in like a polo with a undershirt, a colored t-shirt undershirt, something that I used to do quite often back in the day. And Bobo's uh, also wearing an undershirt, which, you know, was a sign of kind of the nineties and this flannels. but But I guess the point is this makes me feel old because this looks like pretty normal kind of college style to me and i i know that i'm just uh bobo looks like he's about to go to a pearl somewhere. jam concert uh yes he does he, but uh, no but he's not full grunge so i mean right he has plaid on but bobo looks more churchy than grungy to me it's always weird way, probably a hoodie
3: concert cool. is where he was going
1: yeah, that would make sense that would make more sense kirby as somebody in the chat said kirby looks like he's about to go to a widespread concert i do love how young and happy kirby smart looks like i've partied with that guy multiple times in my life and he's a great time um i i that that, that archetype i could see he would be awesome to have some beers with but he's kind of funny i mean they fully got the band back together and you know in most businesses hiring friends is normal but maybe not the soundest strategy in football, it's even more normalized and does pay dividends a lot of times. So we'll see no. what happens, to Bobos. Uh, all right, anything else on this before hey, we listen? If, if if you're gonna spend
2: if you're gonna spend twenty hours a day, you know, grinding over tape, you, yeah, you better, better enjoy like the him. freaking people you work with. I yeah, mean, they, that they, imagine spending that much time and that much effort into building a program and absolutely hating the people that you show up with. It sucks for any job now just sounds simple. like everyone I, who works I, like I Jimbo was Fisher
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, imagine it and now you're in Alabama um <laughs> no I'm just kidding I've heard Saban's awesome I I know he's very tough to work for but like you know I've heard uh, very cool stories about Saban as well um so it's like anything else go both ways what up y'all the midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book Because check it out, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So let's say you want to put like $200 in there. Okay, well, great. You you can. You can do that no-sweat first bet up $200. If it hits, great. You double up. If not, well, guess what? You get that money back in bonus bets with which to use, right? And you can bet money on like everything, right? Money line, point scores, threes hit, um, no matter what. Do you want... Now, I don't know what the odds you get on Zion returning this season are. Probably not very good. I am a Pelicans fan. Steve, uh, Bob here, host of the college football show, Snaps, here in the volume, which you should use the promo code SNAPS when you sign up to take advantage of this deal. Um, but, like, no matter what you want to do, parlays, like, day-to-day action, same game, all over league, futures, it's all here for you. Live betting if you get to the game late and you still want to be involved, it's all here for you on FanDuel. So... Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash snaps, fanduel.com slash snaps to loan more. Loan? Learn? Learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, okay, so let's let's get to some of the other floor-ceiling conversations here real quick. So Ohio State, I thought, was interesting. Same thing as uh, UGA, 12-0 and ceiling, 9-3 and floor. Um, but only a 39% compared to 62% chance of going 11 and one or better. Uh, they return a ton. You know, can you replace CJ Stroud? Right. Michigan's a bit interesting in that they're the same 12 and 0 ceiling, 9 and 3 floor. But Aaron, a 46% chance Ooh, of going 11 and one better. That. So not projected once again for the second year in a row. Not projected to be a more talented team than Ohio State, but maybe a team more capable of getting those wins than. Ohio State. Other things that jump out here: um,
2: Florida State well, checks hey, and number. Hey, four. hey first yeah, off, first off, right. off, first off. Let's you want to give Georgia shit for their schedule. Why you give Michigan shit for their schedule? Once again, back we to do. back years All the where they time they do you a mean? complete cupcake schedule. I mean, my goodness, how easy is their schedule? And they get Ohio State at home. Uh, yeah, that's Michigan's actually probably to why. Ohio state yeah, at home is probably Ohio. why they
1: have a better percentage than Ohio yeah, state does. Of course. If I had to guess. Well,
2: you also get your quarterback and running back back and your running back was most likely going to be in New York if he didn't get hurt towards the end of the season. So. Um, yeah. you, no, you He's been running back. He's yeah. running back. A quarterback who, who I dogged a lot of, a lot of last year. I'm not going to lie. Like, I dogged the, sh- the crap out of JJ McCarthy, but he impressed me down the stretch. I will say that like, the way he played versus Ohio State, the way that you know he looked um, in the Big Ten championship game, the the way he performed through adversity, through you know a couple of bad interceptions in the, in the early on yeah. in that game, to to be able to come back and at least gave his team an opportunity to win, I thought was was really impressive. So like I, I in me, big time in my books the way he he progressed throughout the season. So if he can continue to get better, there's no reason why Michigan. Who I think has an an even easier path to success than 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 Georgia does this season should be able to get to go twelve and zero. And as we know in the Big Ten, if you go, if you win, if if they beat Ohio State, unlike Georgia, there's a ninety percent chance they win the Big Ten. Like that's the difference. If Georgia goes twelve and zero, you're going to have to face LSU or Alabama. If 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 Michigan goes twelve and zero, which or eleven and one, whatever it is, say they lose the pet, they're in it. They have to play Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska to win a Big Ten championship that's a lot different than Alabama or LSU. You said Nebraska with a little venom.
1: Okay, here's what I'll say, though, about the Big Ten. I'm kind – you know me. I've not been a James mm -hmm. Franklin boy, but I'm kind of feeling Penn State a little bit now. Just early look here. Uh, Sean Clifford is no longer the quarterback, which – I feel like it's been about eight years that he's been quarterbacking Penn State, and now you got the five-star Drew Lar, nope. who you've been getting ready for this moment. Um, you return uh, like pretty much everybody on the defense. You return a lot of your offensive skill weapons. You were great against everybody, save for the two big boys next year. Like I think Penn State gets either Ohio State or Michigan next year. I doubt they
2: get both. Ooh. I think they catch one of them. Yeah, well,
1: early predate here. Well, you said, I um, mean, they, US-
2: they, they're, they're young. They're young. They 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 finally got some running game going. They got two young running backs that played well: Singletary, uh, yeah. Singleton, excuse me, and Allen. Um, you said it. Drew, Drew is is a stud. I mean, he looks the damn part. He's a so you think he cast. is? Do so you think you think? I mean, you I think the he quarterback is. Take. I've heard enough okay. hype and know enough people there that that say like he's the truth, and then kind of watching him come in there and and and, and um, garbage time last year. I mean, it's garbage time, but still, so you are like, okay, that kid's he looks like someone that could could put the team on his back, especially if you got a run game and those two freshman backs that can take some pressure off him. You know, you, you're at Ohio state, but you do get Michigan at home. You hope you can win one of them and then see if you can kind of muck up the big 10 a little bit. Would be interesting if they can go 11 and one, if all three teams go 11 and one. And (laughs) at that point, you know, just like last year, does, 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 you know, the team that doesn't make it to the Big Ten Championship still find a way into the playoffs. So,
1: um, I, I, mm, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends what happens at the SEC, right? As well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Andy J said, I want to know what Penn State ceiling floor are record wise. 11 and 1 is the ceiling. So that'd be like your, uh, top percentage ceilings level. And your floor is 8 and 4, but at 25%, mm-hmm. pretty good odds of going 11 and 1 or better. Uh, I remember, yeah. uh, that, that's about, Equal, Uh, actually, it's a little under Ohio State, who's a little under Michigan, but clearly they are the third member of the Big Ten triumvirate. And the last thing I want to talk about here a bit is just to mention USC real quick, as uh, they're another eleven and one ceiling, eight and four floor sort of team. Uh, But the bottom line is, like each team has the biggest variable, right? With USC, they just got to get the defense right. But but I bring it up because I can you blame? Alex Grinch for the defense, if no defense has ever been good under Lincoln Riley. No, no, Grinch is what, coached three, maybe four of those defenses, so I guess he has had the 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 lion's share of um, the opportunity here, but Riley's still the one empowering him, and in Riley's six years, he has never produced an offense with a S&P ranking beneath five. So he's always been top five in the country offensively every single year. However, he's had only one S&P plus defensive ranking better than 63rd. Even last year, God USC least. was first offensively and 87th defensively. So like at a certain point, I get it. It's on Alex Grinch. But at a certain point, like, hey, Lincoln, you have to make it happen. You're the head guy. It's how it works. I don't know if it's a commitment of resources, recruiting-wise. Like, I don't know what it is. There should be no excuse for having such a just drastic disparity between the two sides of the ball. You should be at USC, you should be able to almost trip and fall into a top 50 defense. Like that's and and honestly kind of the same thing at Oklahoma. It's why I don't know understand why Oklahoma's defense is so bad. They have so much so many people so um, I, I thought the West Coast the is solid. The West Coast defense has to do better. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean just I it's, it's a bunch
2: I like of good that. Quarterbacks, I like good that. Skill. Game, but like, can you prove it's just, it's like, it how is.
1: that? Like, Yeah, yeah I, they, guess
2: so. I mean, it's just it, they don't have the beef that the the, the 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 Midwest and the Southeast does, man. It's, it's a bunch of kids that play seven on seven football, they produce really good quarterbacks. Uh, I saw Jordan Palmer put something out there the other day. The most d1 starting quarterbacks this past year were all were from southern california that should tell Damn. you a lot like that's the type of game they play man these kids grow up and they all want to be quarterbacks they all want to be receivers they're all skinny true. because it's always sunny so you got to be yeah. like spelt and ripped up and looking good you don't want to get fat because you're always gonna have be it's always beach season mm-hmm. southeast we had cold months you can put some 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 layers on you can kind of hide some of that mm-hmm. stuff so uh at the end of the day like they just Based on geography, like they just don't produce a lot of big, tough SOBs like the southeast does, and then you know, you need those type of players to be able to go out there and and, and compete on that side of the football. I mean, what what, what was their linebacker? Two hundred and ten pounds, two fifteen.
1: Yeah, he was, like was like six five, like six five two, which made him. Yeah, that's the type
2: of players that 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 are out there in the west. They had a
1: big O line though. They did have a big O line. Yeah, so o that's line. again yeah. that that's again part of the weird disparity there though. Like you used to have Cedric Ellis, you used to have. I don't know why he pops in because he's an old Saints draft pick. But like, think Jordan about those. Little, yeah, I think about those old USC defense. defenses. They were incredible. They really didn't hit the under portal, portal that hard
2: on defense though so either. Like I'm looking at their portal right now. I'm seeing that's why Marshawn I'm saying Boyd, maybe, it, maybe singer, it's a it's a William it's a Bryant Alec. Like, I see. Oh, go, golly, go ahead. No, go ahead. Receivers, receivers, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. You know they got Anthony Lucas, defense lineman from A and M, but like. Yeah, majority of their guys, they, they, they just, you know, your identity, your football team, a lot of times it, it comes from your head coach. I mean, who's your head coach? Where does yeah. he want to, you know, how does he want his team to be viewed? Obviously as a as an offensive guy, you want your team to be viewed as a high powered, high octane offense. When you got Nick Saban and, and Kirby Smart as your head coaches, you want to be viewed as a, a, a more traditional hard nose, uh, beat you up. Yeah, but, what, the line but, of but what, but what
1: did, team. but what did Kirby Smart and Nick Saban both do? They opened themselves yeah, they up to the new age offense. And yeah, they evolved. They Lincoln Riley has to evolve, is my point. Yeah. Um, and but as not far as, as Alabama much Kirby, though, goes,
2: not as much Kirby, though. And that's why you're seeing. It took Kirby a little out to get Nick. there. Well, I guess not now. Yeah, but Kirby, I wouldn't say Kirby's like to the extreme offense. Kirby's still. They're still more of a team that is more physical, line of scrimmage type football team. I think Nick and Alabama went to the extreme a little bit. And that's what's cost them the past couple of years. Okay. Oh, that's actually. I could, I could I could I could entertain that argument.
1: And, and to be clear, I don't even mean from a philosophical what type of offense or defense you're going to run. I'm just saying just be effective. Kirby found way found a path to effective offense. Saban found a path yes. to effective offense. Why right. the hell can Lincoln Riley not find a path right. to having a defense rank better than 63rd in the S&P Plus? It's ridiculous. I, I think
2: um the, it, first I'll go back to the, I just want to say like, it's easier to have great offense or offenses that are scoring points when your starting field position is around the 40-yard line every time like if your defense is getting three and outs oh, or getting interceptions okay. again you good field position you're going to score yes. points
1: that's true like that's fair
2: i mean i'm watching georgia games it's a three and out it's a you know minus five yards they're putting from their own 20 to 15 you get the ball at the 40 or 50 and all you need to go is 30 yards to be able to get a field goal.
1: Yeah. And you're like, well, that's, I mean, that's, you, got that's a, easy. you got a, you got a 28 year old quarterback dropping the mic and all these teens. Like I agree with you very easy. Um, and, and then, easy. okay. So last thing on this Connolly article is the Alabama piece. And that's just to say that it may, it did make me take a step back and be like, huh? Am hmm. I, huh? Is there really trouble there? So Alabama's biggest variable is Epic change. And, Yes, we're used to Alabama just reloading, but you're replacing Bryce Young, Will Anderson. Both coordinators are gone. You brought in coordinators from vastly different backgrounds, the 30-year-old Tommy Reese and the 64-year-old Kevin Steele. And it's like, yes, you have – I know you have the most talent, so you've done – you know their foundation remains elite on which to build. But your expectations are undefeated national championships. And is that just too much to overcome, too much change? We'll see. Uh all right. Let's you, you do think it's too much.
2: But like what do you mean? Like you think they don't win the West? Like you think LSU wins the West? Oh, I don't think they win the West. I think Alabama's a ten right. and two. I wouldn't be surprised if they're nine and three next year. Uh
1: to be clear, they check in at number five on this list at eleven and one ceiling. So no undefeated ceiling, eight and four uh floor. Hmm. Uh, now let's talk about Notre Dame who, where did they rank on this list? They're at 14, 11 and one ceiling, seven and five floor. Uh, let's talk about Notre Dame though. Uh, we touched on it yesterday and Notre Dame's looking for an OC after Tommy Reese gets poached by Alabama. They go to Al Ludwig, their top <laughs> choice out of Utah, who is great, who has been great at Utah, who can develop quarterbacks, something that Notre Dame certainly needs right now. Mm. And somebody who's. Who's? I mean, look back to back Pac-12 champions. An offense that dominated those Alex Lynch defenses that we just talked about. Cam Rising, a great quarterback that you would have never expected to be great. So like, Al Ludwig made all the sense in the world. Um, Notre Dame was very much putting out there that he was their number one target. Like you said, Aaron, w- w- was there was there video of him like at a game and stuff, like a basketball game or something, hanging out? You seem to intimate that when we were doing that earlier. It doesn't yep. a hockey game. Okay, there you go. They're
2: a hockey game. Yep.
1: Yeah, so the point is, you were putting out there, you wanted Al Ludwig, and so suddenly, when the headline becomes, oh, he had a $2.8 million buyout, and Notre Dame doesn't want to pay it or didn't know about it, which both look bad, and Aaron can explain that to you, um, it's created a fascinating situation where we're all making fun of Notre Dame for being little broke boys, and 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 they are and 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 you know there's all kind of crazy headlines right uh, like Stuart Mandel right now on the Athletic has Notre Dame remains unwilling to pay for high level CFP. Pete Sampson on the Athletic has Notre Dame's flailing OC pursuit sends wrong message for Marcus Freeman and like I agree with this it does send the message they're not super serious about uh college football it's not blank check football but I did have a moment today where I was like hmm are we the baddies like i'm sitting here making fun of notre dame for not wanting to pay that three million for someone you know to then pay them even more money like for someone not to work like am i actually if you you were an outside observer an alien and you came down and looked at me am i actually the crazy one for going so hard at notre dame for not paying three million dollars to a guy just to get him out of his job (laughs) like like am am i am i actually in the wrong here
2: no, it's just, it is what it is. It's college football. It, 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 it's, it's irresponsible. I guess Notre Dame's trying to be responsible. I'm just more fascinated. You, you kind of hinted at it. Fascinated by the whole situation. Like you, you, of course, did your due diligence, I hope. Like you knew the way his rolling contract was for three years, what the buyout was going to be. Yet, you put him on a private jet. You flew him out. You had your second interview with him you brought him to the hockey game, he's on the jump he's slapping hands with Freeman. Everyone's having a good time. Look like, hey, we got our offensive coordinator. We just flew him out, second interview. Of course it's going to happen. And then you send him home saying, neh, neh, we don't want to do his buyout. You knew what the buyout was ahead of time. Or option two here is you flew him out without doing your homework, which makes you look even stupider for not knowing that it was going to cost you $3 million to buy him out of his contract there at Utah. So whatever one it was, to me is irresponsible. If you're all about being responsible and, and taking care of your finances, you're not gonna fly someone out knowing that you're not gonna give them the job at the end of the day uh, because you can't afford his buyout. What are we doing, Notre Dame? So scary money don't make no money, T-Bob. If you're gonna wanna yeah, play so, the big boys, if so, you wanna play the uh, big so, boys, yeah, yeah. if you wanna give Freeman opportunity to, to do his job, Listen, you brought in a top. You brought in the the gem of the quarterback class this year. You brought in the top guy in the transfer portal. Guy has a hundred and ten career touchdowns. He's the most yeah. beautiful quarterback in the land. Give him an over. He doesn't even have
1: a coordinator, dude.
2: Wow. Give him the resources he needs to go out there and get your offense right. Spend the money. You know Freeman's going to have the defense right. Figure out the offense. Um. I don't know man it is just it is it is it sends the wrong message and if i'm if i'm if i'm a player in that offense right now i'm just kind of scratching my head like who the hell's gonna call plays next year we're 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 probably less than a month away from spring practice starting and we don't have an offensive coordinator yet
1: yeah i i i, I love how uh pete sampson put it in his athletic article and sorry that's why i was looking away I, I had to find it real quick uh he says quote This program has waited 30 years for a head coach the fan base wanted to embrace. And now Notre Dame asks everyone to leave room for a $3 million Holy Ghost. And uh, did you ever get that air? Did you go to a Christian school growing up? Did you ever hear uh, leave room for the the Holy Ghost? You know, no grinding and whatnot. So basically, these horny Catholics, they want to grind with Marcus Freeman. They're down. But the Notre, Notre Dame saying, no, 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 not so fast. We are not all in on this quite yet. And that's who you're really screwing over. Probably the worst here is Marcus Freeman. And, and, and like, yes. if you want to know, uh, again, why Brian Kelly left, look no further than this story. Well, Brian um, Kelly please.
2: was quoted in the article, which was hilarious, talking about like how it is yeah, such a say. struggle to get any resources. I don't have the article up right now. Is the, are you oh, here. I got it right here. I got product? it right here. Yeah. He says... um,
1: Okay, okay, okay. Five years ago, in the same office Freeman now inhabits, Brian Kelly reflected to The Athletic on how he was brought in to change Notre Dame and how the place ultimately changed him right back. Kelly described his first few years as Notre Dame fighting against itself. The head coach mm-hmm. trying to push the football program forward while the school tried to hold its ground for reasons of tradition, even amid five lost seasons. And here's where we get to the Kelly quote. Quote, I was left with... It says size, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act it. I was left to, that's... well, that's just Notre Dame. And that's not really a good place to be. I don't know that we had many screw you moments, but we had enough. And it seems like Marcus Freeman has arrived at his first screw you moment. As basically Notre Dame saying, no, 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 we are Notre Dame, okay? And we will win our 11 games uh, no matter who the offensive coordinator is. And we're not spending this money, so you have to go ahead and figure it out, young Marcus. Make it happen. And um, I just don't know that he'll be able mm-hmm. to because, again, Brian Kelly was the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Like, there's no guarantee that Notre Dame's is going to keep winning double-digit games every mm-hmm. single season, um, especially not if they can't get this right. So, look, there's still a part of me that kind of gets where maybe Notre Dame's coming from in terms of the oh. insanely wasteful economics of college football. But regardless of how you feel about it, maybe from like a, you know a, 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 a what is right in this world standpoint, it does prove that you're not serious about keeping up with the Joneses. Like regardless yeah. of what your opinion is of keeping up with the Joneses, Notre Dame clearly saying here, well, we don't care. And we don't care to keep up. And we're not going to run the same kind of blank check policy that Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and all of these major uh, schools do. So,
2: sorry, Notre Dame fans, uh, Sully Par
1: Walnuts. Well no, no, daddy's coming for you anytime soon.
2: Listen, I respect it. And I think I, I, good for them for, for for making a stand. It just it, it, it go back. It goes back to two things. Why was the 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 interview conducted in the first place? Then, if you knew you weren't going to commit to it, like why even why even tease? Coach Freeman, why waste two or three days of his time when he could be searching for another offensive coordinator when you knew you weren't going to hire this one? It's a waste of time. Like every day is a day you're missing when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to getting ready for spring ball. You're going to tell me that, hey, Coach Freeman, we're going to tease you. We're going to dangle that carrot in front of you. Three days, no. we're going to tell you that this guy is going to be your guy. And then at the last 11th hour, we're going to say, eh, never mind. We don't pay, the, pay that $3 million. It's a waste of everyone's time. So that's the first issue. And second issue is like once again like i do respect them for making a stand and not being wasteful i think more more schools need to be like that but more schools aren't no schools are every school right now is mm. is, is is idiotic they're insane yeah they're wasteful true. but you know what yeah. they sent a message to their to their football team they sent a message their to their base. fan base that we will do whatever it takes to continue to knock down every single wall to figure out how to win a championship that means we have to give jimbo fisher 100 million dollars to continue to figure it out, then damn it, we'll give him $100 million. If he fucks it up next year, maybe we'll fire him and pay the $70 million and bring someone else in. Like they are no so way. wasteful, but at least it sends a message to the, to the fan base that we give a damn, that we will continue to screw up, but we'll continue to fight for championships. And Notre Dame right now, their message is like, yes, we're resourceful. And yes, we're going to be smart about my money. But like we've alluded to, do we really want to fight for a championship and take some chances and take some risks? And to me, you're sending a message that you're really not trying to take a risk to win a championship. You're fine being the status quo. Yeah, no, I agree with that I, I. Yes, you, you like that is the message
1: that you're sending at the end there. Hey, man, it's like you said. What did what did Cardell Jones tweet back in the day? I didn't come here to play school. Okay, we trying <laughs> to spend some money and we try to win some goddamn football games. Okay, Notre Dame apparently not. Um, Our Armada perspective says, Brian Kelly had a lot of what he wanted at Notre Dame. Notre Dame fumbled this one, but Brian Kelly ruined a lot of Notre Dame traditions. Kelly was also the losingest coach in Notre Dame history. Um, I like that little tagline there. I like that take. He's
3: the winningest and the losingest. I
1: I love the losingest take from a take perspective, but obviously you only get to be the losingest if you coach forever, right? Like you only get to be, yeah. be the losingest if you if you continue to do such a great job that you stay employed. It's like how you know you go look up the top interception throwers in. Uh, NFL history, there's no Nathan Redfoss. Peterman on that list, yeah. right? Like oh, it's all I like 15-year. <laughs> I don't know. Nathan, like, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan tried. Nathan, now, if we're going there. ratio, if we're going snaps <laughs> to interception ratio, Nathan Peterman's the, the goat. Like, like you know, yes, probably he's definitely the goat. All time. He's in the
2: Hall of Fame for that. Yeah,
1: there's one no, way. With, yeah, okay. No way like, to be in the Hall like, of Fame.
2: Be the complete, just you know, the worst to, to, to set some record, and that's one way to get in there. Well, it's
1: like uh, in the chat says, isn't Mike Krzyzewski the losingest as NCAA basketball coach? That sounds right. No. I'll say yes.
3: For, Cy like. Young does have the most wins and the most losses as a pitcher. in Oh, really? Ball. That is a fact, yes. Wow.
1: That's wow. Awesome. Okay, so there you go, dude.
3: Sometimes it's good to be most, no matter what side of the
1: equation you're on. Uh, speaking of sometimes, I'm going to give somebody a little credit where credit is due, okay? Because I believe in being objective and not beholden to my own personal biases and opinions, and I want to give Brent Venables credit. We had a rare Brent Venables W yesterday as Eric Bailey of the Tulsa War World. Eric Bailey of the t- of the Tulsa World. Why is it so hard to say Tulsa World newspaper? Is uh, an Oklahoma beat writer and he tweets yesterday. Quote. So appreciative of this move by Brent Venables. On Thursday, the Sooners coach is making every early enrollee, transfer portal and high school grads, available to media for interviews. Not sure how many other Power 5 schools, if any, offer this type of access before spring drills. That's right. Brent Venables and 25 new players, 14 early enrollees, 11 transfers are all going to be available to meet the media, to get their faces out there. Um... Uh, uh to, to do it or before spring ball even starts when they get there this Saturday. And then there's another former beat writer, Jason Kersey, who uh, chimes in, and I think I agree with him. He says, quote, this is awesome for the reporters and awesome for the players, especially in the NIL era. It's also awesome for the yeah. fans because you're going to get a lot more great stories with this kind of access. Bravo. And look, I know everyone hates the media now, and it's so cool to just shit talk the media and it has it for like six years. And I know that I'm biased because I am literally of the media, right? But I love the media. And when it comes to sports, I love stories. I love narratives. I, I believe that one of the main reasons how we get so invested and how things are so interesting to watch is because we have um, narrative hooks in us. We, we, we know what's at play. You know Stetson Bennett's a former walk-on who is now achieving these great heights, and it's greater because of it. If that story never gets told, well, then you're not going to really appreciate what Stetson Bennett did. Right? So so I love it just from a fan's perspective of getting to know the players that I'm going to be cheering for on Saturday. I love it from the player's perspective. as they said there you could argue there's actual Nil implications as you get your name out there and a higher profile means better chance of getting paid in that regard. And then I actually really like it for Venables here, okay? because this story more than anyone any other story, even more than the incredible recruiting rankings, makes me feel like Brent Venables can maybe turn this thing around. Because doing this speaks to someone who is loose, right? He's loose and confident. He's not tight. Like, when guys tighten up, they cut off all access. They don't talk to anybody. They, mm-hmm. they like, go into their shell. No, he's loose. He's confident. And he's shrewd. Because it also, yep. speaking of the media, never hurts to sow some positive scenes to those who are going to craft the narrative around you. So, yep. great job, Brent Venables. I think this is awesome. If I was an Oklahoma fan, I'd be very happy.
2: Well, listen, first off, yes, it's awesome. But two, in this NIL world, I think as a coach, it, it's going to be more and more impossible to avoid freshmen talking to the media because any media source or any podcast or, or entertainment company can reach out to a freshman and say, hey, I'll pay you a thousand bucks per week to jump on my show. And this freshman can do whatever the hell he wants. He can go out there and maybe the, the, the coach cannot stop him from going out there and making money off his name, image, and likeness. And I'm sure there's been plenty of freshmen in Oklahoma that have gone out there and done stuff already that have been able to make money na- money off their name, image, like this, doing certain shows or jumping on certain podcasts. And Venable's like, well, screw it. If they're going to do it, might as well just open up the whole damn thing. So he, he's he's ahead of it compared to other coaches. I just think other coaches need to open them up. I mean, any any time for a kid that you yeah. get practice in the media and trained in the media... It's good for you. I don't know why we hide our freshmen. I think it's, I think it's silly. Um, and like I said, these kids are gonna get approached and they're gonna get opportunities and they get paid opportunities to do it anyways. You can't tell them no. You cannot tell a kid in this era, no, you can't go make money. No, you can't go take that deal. They're gonna take it and they should take it. Good for them. Yeah. So, but yeah, if it makes you if it makes you warm and fuzzy about Oklahoma as they get ready to win the Big 12 next year, I appreciate you jumping on board, T Bob.
1: I hate that I've had to follow you on this path and I'm not fully there with you, but like I said, and you, you can all call me idiots, but to me, this makes you actually feel better about Venables than even putting together that great class did. So good job, Brent Venables. See, look, I can say no, something nice about beat ups or BV. Um, one thing we will push to tomorrow, That I do want to get into this idea of should Oregon and Washington jump ship from the Pac 12? Um, The latest TV negotiations, not looking great for the Pac 12. In fact, uh, ironically, even though they, you know, very famously kind of tried to betray the Big 12 and joined in and the, the the stabbing of the Big 12, the A2 Brute moment and the breaking of the alliance. Um, it looks like they may be the ones who end up dead in the water. So we'll, we'll break down that tomorrow. Brum, I got a great new segment idea from this last conversation we just had. Hit me. Like Aaron said, we can get freshmen on the show. Let's do snaps teen talk. Where once a week we talk to a freshman. They have to be eighteen years old, though, or nineteen. They have to be a teen, and we'll call it teen talk. And we'll just ask him about, you know, uh, football and life, itself. like euphoria, like
3: you know, like teenage yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. TikTok. So, yeah, yeah,
1: like uh, or, or like be real. I hear all the kids are into be real nowadays. Um, just just an idea. Float around, boys. Love it. And yeah. love it. There's love it. It's
3: it's it's on the vision board.
1: It's a bunch of teen hard bodies. Um, especially they end up being really. You, good. Do you
2: know our new segment next week, T. Bob? Our new Wednesday segment next week.
1: Uh, yeah. Watch the tape Wednesday. I'm freaking ecstatic. Um, it's gonna be get be awesome one quarterback
2: money. and one offensive lineman breakdown every Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, something we haven't talked about. I am in. Disney Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So we're gonna have to figure uh, something no out problem. because I want to do the show. I don't know that I'm gonna be able to do it. Like I could do it very early. I could record and send in. We'll we'll, we'll workshop it. We will figure um, that out. Because yeah. also like I'm going to have a ton of Disney tape. Why, why do I? Well. Why do
2: I get? Why do? Why do I get crap from Brumley about trying to figure out my ESPN Plus so I can access the content? But Brumley doesn't give T-Bob shit for. Work shopping his his Disney. Oh, because we're doing it. We're doing it. At, next week.
1: We're, 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 we're doing it at the end. This is um. This is okay. like uh, okay. you no. Know, only yeah. only the realists are still hanging out at this point. This is the cleaning up at the end of the party. You walked into yeah. the party and just like dove your hand in the cake and started eating. it <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, Honestly, I'm too shocked that T.
3: Bob told me he was going to be on vacation during the show to make a dumb poll about it. <laughs> <laughs> honestly what
1: no 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 no, we 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 we've, we've had this conversation but i but i'm noticing from like what's going on right now that maybe we actually did it
3: we had a con- we had a conversation that you were going to disney world do you did not have a conversation about when you were going to disney world yes. okay
1: great excellent well, well no, i mean uh, we'll figure it out it's a solvable problem we're having it now yes uh, bilbo says do you even know what a b-real is t-bob i do Because I thought I was like gonna be like, you know what? Okay, I missed the train on TikTok. I'm about to get on the next (laughs) social media thing, and I downloaded Be Real like a couple months back for like a day, and I hated it. You get a notification from your phone, and it's like, post right now, and it takes a picture from both your front. it, It takes a picture from your front camera and your. Facing camera, and it's all very temporal. It doesn't get saved or anything. So, the whole idea is that you're being real, like you're seeing both. That you're seeing exactly what you're doing at that moment, and that's just a little too intrusive for me. Like I, I wasn't so no, I wasn't really. Hot right. take.
3: You know what I like about social media? People's fake personalities. You um, know, I I, I, yeah, I, I, you I, mean? I I like the mirage.
1: <laughs> I I guess you're, I guess I agree. Like sometimes it certainly makes me feel bad about myself So I'm like, oh man, I should be better at this, or I should like oh look how cool that lifestyle looks. But yeah, like I'm not watching the content of somebody just like, no, I agree, but like I don't want to see somebody like You know what I watch sport you
3: know what I watch sports center for? The highlights. The highlights yeah, and the lowlights. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. I'm not watching like the second and seven two yard gain on Sports Center. No, dude, I'm watching the 50 yard bomb, dude. Yeah, or the epic crashes. Like I will watch somebody melt down on social media. That's a really good point, Prum. You're right. I like the fake shit. Give it to me. Give it to me, algorithm. Um. All right. Well. Yeah, Bill, you. I, I love you posting pictures, baby. I did that too back in the day. Um, everybody have a great day. Shout out to everyone. That sounded weird, probably if you're just listening on the pod. It was a comment in the chat, whatever. Um if, uh fanduel.com, promo code Snaps. Great deals going on constantly, NBA season rolling right along. Y'all, we love FanDuel, they're the ones that make all of this happen. So uh go ahead and if you want to help the show, that's one way in which you can do it. You can also rate and review the pod, Spotify Apple, wherever you get your podcast, when you rate it and review it, it tells the robots that. You know, maybe other college football fans would Ooh. like to listen and it starts putting it in front of them. So, huge thank you to everybody who's taking the time to do that. We love you for that. Uh, you can always like and subscribe to the Volume Sports YouTube channel. And as always, uh, a massive thank you to everyone who makes this very fun show that we both love so much happen Paul Ferrin and Pat Gunner, Ryan Bromley, Danny Carnes, and Adam Gracia. Thank you and gracias.
3: We will see you tomorrow. Uh, what are oh, top 10? College football rivalries, or SEC rivalries. So, SEC rivalries, including Texas, Oklahoma, tomorrow's show.
1: Love okay. it. The draft tomorrow. You give a quizzical look, Aaron, but it's actually a sneaky great content, right? As we talk about going to the nine-team right. schedule where you got to decide yeah, your six and three opponents. Like, this is a great way of putting in a list of, okay, these are the games that you must preserve. So that'll be on tomorrow's snaps. We love you, and we'll see you later.
3: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
3: Wait! Did
0: we just invent California?
3: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery
1: tools.
3: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more...